When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. An internal review needs to be asking Peter Bell the questions, why has this football department not performed? I think their coaching panel isn't strong enough. I really like Justin Longmuir's measured approach, but you've got to surround him with a little bit of accountability, a little bit of high-performance itch. Their panel at the moment, they are more development coaches, so they need to bring some edge in. That was Scott Waters on Scotty and Goss for breakfast today, suggesting that uh, Fremantle's coaching panel needs a bit of a reboot. We have Peter Bell, the footy ops manager at uh, Fremantle on the line at the moment. Belly, welcome to the show. Morning, Goss. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. You would have heard what Scotty's had to say. Obviously, it's been a, a very disappointing season for Fremantle after the breakthrough and back into finals last year. Um, what do you make of what, what Scott had to say on Scotty and Goss for breakfast? Yeah, I mean, I, well, first of all, I've got full faith in our coaching panel and the club does as well. I think they're a really experienced, driven, uh, motivated uh, group uh, that have got great relationships with the players. Clearly, we haven't performed the way that we would like uh, this year and we need to continue to work hard and, and drive each other to perform better and that will be our intention and our endeavour. But yeah, 100% confidence in the coaches that we have. Um, a lot of them um, are experienced uh, both as players, uh, firstly, but also long careers in coaching. So um, we, we think it's a, a really good group. Would you look to add anything to the mix, um, Belly, obviously Josh Carr was a big loss and he was a, a very specific type of character, wasn't he? And he did have that hard hard edge about him. Would you look to add something in as opposed to, to make significant personnel changes? Uh, well, you always review, and, and, and Scott mentioned that as well. You're constantly reviewing the mix that you have um, in all of the football departments, but um, particularly around your coaching. So that's something we'll look to do over the next uh, month or so. Um, but again, I'd like to emphasise that you know, we've got full faith in our coaching panel. Have you gotten too young? Is that is it as, as simple as that? You, you had Roy Lobb leaves, David Mundy uh, retires, uh, Griffin Logue leaves and Blake Akers leaves and you end up with a, I'd call it a middleweight midfield that's quite young. Is that is it as simple as that? Oh, look, that's got to be one of the factors, but I, I don't want that to uh, blur the fact that we think we're capable of more and we thought we're capable of performing better and that will be our intention for the remainder of this year. So I don't want to blur that issue, but the, the facts are that we are we are young. I don't really think that... Um, you know, losing Dave obviously was a lot of experience and a high class, high class player. Um, the, the other players that you've mentioned, um, we probably missed a little bit of their experience. But uh, overall, uh, um, I think we can develop players who can uh, fill those roles really well. And, and we've seen that um, by uh, giving some exposure to players like um, you know Matty Johnson and Erasmus and Jai Amos. Uh, we feel that they're the future. We'll continue to put. Uh, games into those players and build their experience. Um, what was probably underestimated was the, the number of changes just perhaps unsettled us a little bit early in the season. Um, it takes a while to build that synergy 
uh, of new teammates coming in and probably more changes than we would have liked. Um, that, that was probably more effective than the actual uh, players themselves. Tell us about the decisions made over the last 24 to 48 hours to sit Sean Darcy and Nathan Fife down for the season. Yeah, well, uh, uh, dealing with them separately, um, Sean, the decision was made after specialist advice that um, he needed to have um, some surgery to repair some ligaments in his ankle. Uh, we were weighing up whether a more conservative route uh, would have been um, uh, the best course of action, but ultimately, after taking specialist advice, um, the decision was made for him to go into surgery. And once that happens, then you're going into a sort of moon boot for a period of time. Um, and uh, yeah, it meant that his uh, season was going to be over. Um, uh, Nathan had the stress fracture uh, and hadn't probably, uh, it was a bit of a long shot, I think, once we had the, the stress fracture that he'd be available to, to be back later in the year. And uh, we just had a couple of little delays there that, that meant that um, uh, we, we made the call that his season would be over. And uh, given that, we'd also go in and fix up uh, an issue that he had with one of his fingers as well. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate for both those players in the club. Obviously, Nathan has a two-year contract, which you clinched this year. It'll take him into 2024 and 2025. He hasn't played a lot of footy in the last two seasons. Are you still comfortable with that two-year extension? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, uh, you know Nathan's been a, um, a great servant to the club. We feel that there's good football ahead uh, of Nathan. Um, we know he can get his body right and be a valuable contributor. And the other part of it is, is getting back to your last comment about how young we are. We need uh, um, some experience uh, at the club. Um, Nathan brings that. Uh, he brings the the professionalism and the and the hard edge that um, you know. Getting back to I suppose Scotty's comments as well. We, we need to retain some of that experience and, and leadership at the club, which Nathan certainly provides. There's been a lot of heat recently put on your captain Alex Pierce. I know that the captaincy is a players' vote, so in many ways uh, it's not something the club has direct control over. But um, is Alex Pierce the right person, do you think, to take the club forward? Or will is there a chance we'll see a new captain at Fremantle in 2024? No, we support Alex 100%. It is, you're right, Duff, it is a, a player vote. Um, and, and the coaches have some influence in that as well. Um, and it was um, very strong, uh, Alex being voted into the position as, as captain. He performed that role um, out of necessity the year before uh, really well as well. Uh, when, when Nathan was, was out with injury, um, we think he's continuing to grow his leadership and we're 100% behind Alex's captain. One thing I did love about the way you went about it on Saturday, even though it ended up in a 29-point loss, is you look like you're, you're committed to go quick and try and take on the game and play what is being described as fast footy, which appears to be sweeping across the league. Was it? Did it take a while to embrace how the game has changed, do you think, in the last... 12 to 24 months with Collingwood doing what they're doing? It's always been our intention to 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 play quicker in the right circumstances. Uh, we weren't able to execute that as well as we would have liked in, in certain stages of the year, and that's due to a variety of reasons, um, uh, in, including um, at times being stuck in our defensive half. It's very difficult to play 
um, really quick from the last line of defence. As an example, you leave yourself exposed to, to scoring on a, on a turnover. Um, it's one of the, the best ways to score. So um, getting stuck in our back half was an issue. But certainly what we would like to do um, in, in the right opportunities, particularly across a possession game, across half-back or in defensive mid, is when we have the opportunity to bounce and go straight at the game, we'd like to do that. Um, we saw elements of that against Sydney uh, more consistently, and that will be our challenge to continue to do that um, a lot more consistently, so that um, we can use our strengths. We've got we've got some really dangerous high half forwards in in, in Frederick and Schultz and Switkowski uh, and others, and we'd like to utilise their strengths. And by do, uh, by moving the ball quickly, we can, we hope to do that. Question from Carlos from Pembleton Belly. Um, please ask Peter Bell. If he got the recruiting wrong, we needed a big-bodied mid and an experienced forward. Instead, we got a ruckman and a small mid. These are the areas we're lacking. What do, what would you say to that? Uh, well, I think uh, I touched on the inside mids uh, previously, and, and and we think that uh, you know Matty Johnson at a, you know 194 centimeters and Neil Erasmus at 190 centimeters in time will be really strong. Uh, contributors, we need to expose them to football so that they can grow and develop their games. Um, uh, absolutely um, thrilled to bring in Luke Jackson, and we think that um, you know in the in the next ten to twelve to maybe even fifteen years, he's going to be a, a wonderful contributor to Fremantle. Um, as far as the key forward is concerned, um, you know Jai Amos is tracking really well as a nineteen-year-old key forward, taking you know around thirty goals in a team that at times hasn't moved the ball fluently to him. So he's another one we need to put game time into. Um, and Josh Tracy also as a as a young key forward, I think he's twenty from memory. Um, we we have to accept that um, you know consistency is going to be a challenge for these young guys, particularly when you're dealing with a, a, a younger midfield as well. So um, we're always on the lookout to bring in uh, bring in talent. So if, if the right um, sort of player was available from a, a trade, free agency or draft perspective, uh, along some of those suggestions that I think it was, was it Carlos in Pemberton? Carlos, yeah. certainly yeah. look at them. Yeah, Carlos, yeah. Um, for a 19-year-old, Amos has actually been remarkably consistent, but he's starting to look a little bit tired now, isn't he? Is he fatiguing a little bit as the season gets to a close? Oh, you'd suggest so. Um, he's, he's a tough young man, um, but he's also uh, had a very limited two pre-season. In his, in his time in the AFL, he hasn't done a whole lot of work. So what he's doing now is pretty much off the back of natural talent and, and the, the amount of work that he's been able to do in, in season. So that really excites us because um, you know he's tracking exceptionally well with enormous scope for improvement. Uh, we do have to look after him as well, and he is getting a little bit banged up. So we're managing his loads at training and and a few other things, but um, he's such a competitor. He wants to be out there every week, but, um, you know, we're weighing up exactly how we manage him through the remainder of the year. Matt Johnson, a little bit similar perhaps, probably two quiet games in the last three weeks. How's he going? Yeah, I mean, it, it, he'd be in the same boat. I think it's it's a big ask to get in there and 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 bang, um, smash bodies with the, with, the, with the big mids in the AFL now. It, that contested part of footy is really taxing, and you need time for your body to adapt to that. Um, it, it takes a lot of time, and, and uh, when when you're down close to the interchange and you see uh, the collisions that these guys have consistently. Um, it, it, it never ceases to amaze at how challenging the game is for the inside mid. So, um, but your body does change over time. It, it can endure that. It can cope with it, uh, and that's why we, we've got to continue to expose these young players uh, to that. Liam Henry's an interesting one. Belly, he's, he's broken into the team and starting to play good AFL quality footy. 
Obviously, he's still uncontracted at the moment. How confident are you that you can retain him? And, and what's your view of his progress this year? I'll start with the second part of that question. I think he's progressed really well. Um, uh, he's worked really hard on his game. He's, a, he's an elite runner. Um, he's uh, of late, particularly, really running the wing patterns well with a um, little little burst forward as well. Um, we know we can rely on his work rate. Um, he's still working through, making the right decisions with with ball in hand. But we think he's you know really improved in that area. Um, and he, he's worked really hard. I was thinking about Liam's career, and he, and he came in. I think he was sixty six or sixty five kilograms when he came into the game. So you spend a couple of years building up your running capacity and building up your body. Uh, it's a little bit more outside than obviously the inside mid, so less collisions, but it's still physically demanding. And Liam had to work really hard on that over, over a couple of years and also in um, COVID interrupted years. So he gets drafted and then uh, can't actually access the facilities and the gyms and all that sort of stuff as much as you'd, you'd like for the first three or four months. Um, but overall, we've been really pleased with how he's progressing. Um, the fact that he's you know out of contract and it's coming up to very late in the season means that we have to uh, we have to contemplate that he he might see his future elsewhere. But we're continuing to work really hard and and hopefully we can uh, convince Liam and, and Liam sees his future uh, being at Fremantle. A player that came on as a sub at the weekend played the last quarter had five disposals and just I, I love the way this bloke moves and I think after a pre-season you might have a player in your hands. Ethan Stanley, tell us about his impact on the club since he's arrived in the mid-season draft. Yeah, it's been an amazing story. I mean, a year ago he was playing under-19s at the Frankston and uh, Box Hill found him and got him involved in their system uh, and he just really improved quickly and yeah, he's a, he's a lovely mover, uh, long kick of the footy uh, and Fremantle fans would have seen glimpses of that on, on Saturday night. Um, he's settled in really well. He's really respectful and hardworking. Uh, and we've been thrilled with how quickly he's adapted uh, and even having the confidence on the weekend to, to really go for his kicks and, and to not panic and not look out of place in his, his first taste of AFL footy. Uh, gives us really bright hopes for the future for Ethan. We think he'll um, really pop physically after um, some pre-season and, and pre-seasons and also understanding the game plan and, and getting stronger relationships with his teammates as well can only can only help his development so uh, credit to David Walls and the recruiting department for identifying uh, Ethan and, and making the call. Interesting mix in your midfield now when David Mundy retired the feeling was maybe you'd gotten Jaeger O'Meara in to, to try and replace David it feels like he's more replaced Will Brody can you tell us how Will Brody is tracking obviously he's had the ankle problem in recent weeks does the club have a confidence that Will Brody and Jager O'Meara can coexist in the same midfield? Yeah, we do. Um, unfortunately for Will, he's, he's copped a nasty sort of ankle injury that's kept him out of footy for the, the last few weeks. We're hopeful um, that, uh, well, actually, there's, there's a buy at uh, Peel this week, which is frustrating, but we were hopeful that he would have been right to play this week. So very confident that he'd be right the week after. But, um, yeah, getting that exact mix right will be something we'll have to work through. But, yes, we are confident that, you know, Will and Jager can play in the same midfield. What do you hope to get uh, out of the remaining few weeks of this season? What sort of things can you do to set you up for next year? We'd like to build on what uh, we did on uh, Saturday night, um, barring the six or seven minutes that cost us five goals in the first quarter. 
that's been really frustrating. But the overall intent uh, and style of play that we're trying to execute, that's what we'd like to build on over the over the coming weeks. It's a big challenge down at Geelong, but um, you know we had, a, we had a good win there last year. But that's what we'd consistently like to do, uh, remain really connected and united and, and playing that brand of footy uh, so that our fans can see the direction that we're going in. We, we'd like to perform that consistently. That's been a frustration this year, second quarter against Collingwood in recent times. You know, the five or six minutes uh, against Sydney that, yeah, cost us those goals they're really the gaps in the match that are just too big to overcome. So we want to eliminate those um, inconsistencies and just execute four quarters of strong Fremantle football. And obviously four quarters means the first quarter. Have you figured out what's going wrong uh, in the first quarters of your matches? No, we haven't, obviously, because we, we haven't improved and it's very frustrating. We've tried a lot of different things, so we'll continue to do that. But ultimately, you know, the, the players that are out there have to take responsibility for our starts in games. Um, we'll help them with everything that we're doing as far as, you know, the pre-match programming and, and what we're doing right before the match and, and making sure that, you know, the arousal levels are at the required state. So we're, we're still working for that and, and it is frustrating. Um, an interesting player that I really rate. I reckon he's an absolute star, but he's looked, he's been solid enough for you this year, but he's looked a bit off his best. Hayden Young, has he been carrying any minor injury or anything? Because one of the things that appears to have affected a little bit, I reckon, is his disposal. Certainly on the weekend, he may have been. He had a, um uh, ankle injury that kept him out for um, a game and, and no doubt, like a lot of players, um, not comp- not 100%. So um, with the ankle injury, uh, look, and I'm sure Hayden would, would like to have a few of his kicks back, particularly a couple inside inside 50 that he missed and, and we'll back him to hit those. But um, look, perhaps that ankle injury and um, may have had something to do that, just a, a little bit of a lack of confidence in it. But we're, we're sure that in the long run, Hayden will continue to develop um, his game and be a big part of our future. Um, and overall, I still think he's had a, a reasonably strong season. Where are you at with making sure you lock Sean Darcy away for the long term? Yeah, uh, Sean obviously comes out at the end of next year, um, along with Brennan Cox at the end of next year, they become restricted free agents. So um, we've uh, began begun dialogues with both of their management groups and hopefully towards the, the latter stages of this year and, and into the pre-season, we'll be able to um, come to some agreement. There's a lot of work to be done there, but we've only had really positive discussions to this point in time. And one more before I let you go, Joel Hamling's return to AFL footy. It's a, it's a really good story when you think the time he's been out. How have you seen his two games back? It's been great to have um, Joel out there. Uh, he's worked so hard to, to get his opportunity. He had that really um, um, or terrible angle injury a couple of years ago, and it's been a, a working progress to get back to sort of AFL level uh, conditioning, conditioning and um, and having the confidence in, in his body. Um, his, his contest has been really good. Um, he's still building out um, other areas of his game, um, you know, as far as our, our ball movement is concerned and, and running the right pat- the patterns to assist in our ball movement. But one thing about Joel is he's a, a really strong competitor. And I think in one-on-one contests, uh, he's demonstrated that again over the past couple of weeks and um, potentially have a really important role to play this week uh, as well. Bally, really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Good luck against Geelong and Geelong. It's a massive challenge, but hopefully we see a repeat of what you delivered there last year. Yeah, that'd be nice. Thanks, Duff.